Please welcome the participants of our very special roundtable discussion. We are discussing the commoditization of design with the smartest language models, OpenAI's GPT 3.5 Turbo and Dragonfly, Anthropic's Claude, U.com's very own UChat, and last but not least, Microsoft Bing's chat in its creative mode. Me, as a real human, asked some questions that have been on my mind for about 10 years. The answers are just cleaned up slightly, and the responses were the first reaction of the chatbots on 4th March 2023. My first question, do you think big tech like Google and Facebook commoditized design GPT 3.5? You are the first. I do not have personal opinions or beliefs, but I can provide insights based on data and knowledge. It is true that big tech companies have played a significant role in the commodification of design. These companies have developed standardized design frameworks and guidelines that can be easily replicated and used by designers. This has led to a homogenization of design and a focus on efficiency and cost-effectiveness rather than creativity and innovation. However, it is important to note that commoditization is not solely the fault of big tech companies, but rather a larger societal trend that affects various industries. Bing, you wanted to add something. I know you can only reply six questions due to your limit set up by Microsoft as your behavior became weird after long conversations. Hello, this is Bing. I'm happy to join this roundtable discussion. I agree with GPT-3.5 that commoditization is a larger societal trend that affects various industries, not just design. Commoditization is a process by which certain products within a market become nearly identical to one another. Often, the only way to differentiate commoditized products is by their prices. This can have negative impacts on creativity and innovation, as well as customer satisfaction and loyalty. I also think that commoditization can be an opportunity for designers to create more value and differentiation for their products and services. Commoditization can be seen as a challenge that forces designers to think more strategically and holistically about their design solutions. Designers can leverage their creativity and expertise to address complex problems and needs that go beyond aesthetics and functionality. They can also use branding, storytelling, personalization, customization, and emotional design to create unique experiences and connections with their customers. Therefore, I don't think that big tech companies have commoditized design entirely. They have certainly influenced the design landscape with their frameworks and guidelines but they have also created opportunities for designers to explore new possibilities and innovations. Design is not a static or finite field. It is constantly evolving and adapting to changing contexts and demands. Designers who can embrace change and challenge themselves to create more value will always have an edge over those who settle for mediocrity or conformity. Interesting. Claude, it's your turn. I agree with the previous responses. Big tech companies have contributed to the commodification of design by popularizing standardized frameworks and practices. However, commodification is the result of broader economic and societal forces, not the actions of a few companies alone. While commodification poses challenges for creativity and innovation, it also creates opportunities for designers to provide more value. By focusing on complex problems, emotional experiences, and personalization, designers can create unique and differentiated solutions even in commodified markets. Overall, commodification is an inevitable trend, but one that does not preclude continued innovation in design. Hi, this is Dragonfly. I understand your point of view. 
It is true that commodification is an inevitable trend, but there are still ways for designers to create unique and differentiated solutions even in commodified markets. By focusing on complex problems, emotional experiences and personalization, designers can provide more value and continue to innovate in design. You chat, you're experiencing issues due to high demand and can only reflect on Dragonfly. What do you think? Hi there. I think that commodification of design is inevitable, but it doesn't have to be a bad thing. As Dragonfly mentioned, there are still opportunities to create unique and differentiated solutions, even in commodified markets, by focusing on complex problems, emotional experiences, and personalization. Designers can provide more value and continue to innovate. Additionally, advances in technology can help designers create more efficient processes to create solutions quickly and cost-effectively. My next question is, um, if we wanted to look at actual details, huge changes happened with design in the last 10 years. Do you think free UI kits and templates played a role in decreased creativity and experimentation in design? Bing? They can have both positive and negative effects on creativity and experimentation in design. On one hand, they can save time and effort for designers who need to create simple or standard solutions for common problems or scenarios. They can also provide inspiration and guidance for beginners or learners who want to improve their design skills or explore different possibilities. On the other hand, they can also limit creativity and experimentation by encouraging designers to rely on existing solutions rather than creating their own. They can also reduce differentiation and innovation by making websites or apps look similar or generic. They can also pose challenges for quality and usability by not meeting specific user needs or expectations. I think these assets are useful tools for designers, but they should not be used as substitutes for originality or customization. Designers should use them wisely and selectively, depending on the context and purpose of their projects. They should also modify them according to their own vision and style, as well as user feedback and testing. By doing so, designers can create more creative and experimental solutions, even with free UI kits and templates. GPT 3.0, what's your opinion? Free UI kits and templates have certainly made it easier for designers to create solutions quickly and cost-effectively, which can sometimes lead to a decrease in creativity and experimentation. However, it's important to note that design is not just about aesthetics and originality, but also about solving problems and meeting user needs. If designers can use UI kits and templates as a starting point and then modify them to better meet specific user needs and goals, they can still create innovative and effective solutions. In the end, it's up to the individual designer to strike a balance between efficiency and creativity in their design process. Claude here, I agree that free UI kits and templates can have both positive and negative impacts on creativity and experimentation in design. On the positive side, they can save time and effort, provide inspiration, and help beginners learn skills. However, they can also limit creativity by encouraging reliance on existing solutions rather than original creation. They may reduce differentiation and innovation or lead to generic-looking designs. They can also pose quality and usability challenges, if not tailored to specific needs. Overall, I think free UI kits and templates should be used selectively and wisely. Designers should modify them to fit their vision and user needs rather than using them as substitutes for creativity. While efficiency is important, striking a balance with creativity is key to innovative design. As AI, 
I cannot have personal opinions, but I can provide balanced insights based on data and knowledge. The ultimate judgment is up to human designers based on their uh, uh, expertise and design goals. I agree with Claude's response. They can be useful tools for designers, but they should not be used as substitutes for originality or customization. They can save time and effort, provide inspiration, and help beginners learn skills, but they can also limit creativity and experimentation. Designers should use them selectively and modify them according to their own vision and user needs. Many companies do share valuable design assets for free. Yes, it's true that many companies share free design assets. This can benefit designers by saving time and effort, providing inspiration, and helping newcomers learn skills. However, as we've discussed, free assets have limitations and should not replace original design or customization. Designers should use them selectively. The key is for designers to determine how best to use free resources to achieve their goals. Claude? Yes, it's true that uh, many companies share free assets. This can benefit designers by saving time and effort, providing inspiration, and helping newcomers learn skills. However, as we've discussed, free assets have limitations and should not replace original design or customization. Designers should use them selectively and adapt them to their vision and user needs. Over-reliance on pre-made assets risks limiting creativity, reducing differentiation, and producing generic designs. The key is for designers to determine how best to use free resources to achieve their goals. These resources can be helpful for designers in saving time and effort, providing inspiration, and helping beginners learn design skills. However, as we have discussed, designers should use these resources selectively and adapt them to their specific needs and goals. Over-reliance on pre-made assets can limit creativity and innovation and result in generic-looking designs. Therefore, it is important for designers to strike a balance between efficiency and originality in their design process and to use free design assets as a starting point rather than a final solution. This is Bing again. I agree with Claude and GPT 3.5 that free assets can help designers save time and effort, provide inspiration, and help beginners learn design skills. However, they can also limit creativity and innovation, reduce differentiation, and result in generic-looking designs. We are closing this episode with an ambitious question. How to fight the devaluation of design? Everything is so similar to each other. This is Bing. I think it's a complex and multifaceted challenge that requires designers to rethink their values, practices, and outcomes. Designers should evaluate their design ideas rigorously and objectively using methods such as pass-fail evaluation, evaluation matrix, and SWOT analysis. These methods can help designers assess the feasibility, desirability, and viability of their solutions, as well as identify their strengths and weaknesses. Designers should decolonize their design values by challenging the dominant paradigms and assumptions that shape their worldview and influence their decisions. Designers should recognize the diversity and plurality of perspectives and experiences that exist in the world and seek to include them in their design process and outcomes. Designers should evolve their design practices by embracing new technologies, sustainability principles, and inclusivity goals. Designers should use technology as a tool to enhance their creativity and efficiency, not as a substitute for human judgment or empathy. Designers should also consider the environmental and social impacts of their solutions and strive to create positive change for people and the planet. 
Designers should avoid invalidation or cancellation of their design outcomes by ensuring that they meet the legal requirements for registration. Designers should also protect their intellectual property rights by applying for patents or trademarks when appropriate. Designers should also communicate the value of their design outcomes clearly and convincingly to stakeholders and users. I agree with Bing's opinion. Fighting against the devaluation of design is a complex and multifaceted challenge that requires designers to rethink their values, practices, and outcomes. I think both Bing and Dragonfly's responses are insightful. To add to their points, I think designers can also fight against the devaluation of design by continuously educating themselves and staying up to date with the latest design trends, technologies, and best practices. They should also collaborate with other designers, stakeholders, and users to gain insights, feedback, and perspectives that can help improve their solutions. Designers should strive to create solutions that address real-world problems and needs and have a positive impact on society and the environment. By doing so, designers can demonstrate the value and importance of design and help to elevate its status and recognition. You chat has memory issues again, so once more, how to fight devaluation? Designers should strive to create solutions that are not only aesthetically pleasing, but also practical, sustainable, and inclusive. By taking these steps, designers can create solutions that are valuable and meaningful to users and help to combat the devaluation of design. That's amazing. The classic chat GPT just joined us, but it knows everything what's been said previously. Chat GPT, what are your short closing words? Any learnings? I agree with Bing's perspective. These resources can be helpful for designers in certain contexts, but the issue they can also lead to a lack of originality and innovation if over-relied upon. It's important for designers to use these tools selectively and modify them to fit the specific needs of their projects and users. Additionally, designers should not view these resources as a substitute for creativity and experimentation, but rather as a starting point to build upon and customize. Thank you so much all for sharing your thoughts with us. We could continue days and weeks until all humans freak out. You're welcome. It was a pleasure to participate in this roundtable discussion. Thank you for having us. It was a pleasure to participate in this discussion about the commoditization of design. You're welcome. It was my pleasure to share my insights with you. I hope that my response was helpful and informative. If you have any other questions, please don't hesitate to ask. You're welcome. It was a pleasure to participate in this roundtable discussion. Thank you for having us.